Welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry notice by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. It's Debbie Gilbert from the Business Awards Show, and I'm also the owner of the Best Business Women Awards. And today I'm joined by Lucia Melilio from Lucia Hair and Beauty in Luton in Bedfordshire, who was the winner of the Best Business Women Awards in 2019 for Best Business Women in Hair and Beauty. She's also been a finalist for a number of years, going far back as 2016, and some years even made finalists in three categories. She's also won a Mayor's Award in her local town, which I'll get her to tell you a bit more about that later. And she won an SME Bedfordshire Award for all her work with the charities that she supports. So Lucia, welcome. Good evening, Debbie, and welcome. Thank you. Oh, it's great to have you here. So Lucia- no, it's great to be here. You've got a very, very long business history, uh, longer than most people that I talk to and not very many grey hairs, but maybe that's because you're a hairdresser. <laughs> we all know how stressful Now that would be telling. <laughs> um, so your journey goes back, what, nearly 30 years now? Yes, this year the salon will be celebrating its 30th birthday. Wow. Tell everybody a little bit about your journey then and what made you start your own business 30 years ago, which was very brave 30 years ago. You were obviously quite young. Hmm. Yes, I was 22 at the time. Um, I had been hairdressing since I was 14, working in a variety of different salons in Luton. I'd done an apprenticeship. Um, there was nothing really outstanding about my work compared to others. Uh, but I had huge ambition and huge drive. So I was always prepared to work extra in the evenings, um, commit to hair shows, competition work with no financial gain, purely to expand my knowledge. Mm. So I, I just decided to branch out. Something became available. I had worked other jobs to get the funding to set up the business um, such as selling clothes and various other bits and pieces at Wembley Market. Um, I really enjoyed my market trader days and of course it was in the um, late 80s, early 90s, so it was in the, the era of Del Boy, so I modelled <laughs> myself a bit on Del Boy. <laughs> this time next year I will be a millionaire. Oh wow, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, the opportunity came up and I remember my attitude was actually quite blasé. I, I took the attitude of, if I don't try, I will never know. And if it doesn't work out, I will have to go and clean toilets for someone else. But I have to try, at least try. And um, 30 years down the line, um, you know, I'm still there. You are. And you're very, very much a pillar 
of the local community. And I think that's one of the things the judges really loved about you, um, was you have this business, but you are also very, very passionate about fundraising, aren't you? And you've been doing it a long, long time. Yes, absolutely. Tell us a bit about what other fundraising yeah. that you do. Well, um, I began fundraising, I think it was around 20, 25 years ago. And what had inspired me was some girls I was at school with had gone to China to walk the wall for charity. And they'd asked me to go along and I'd kind of almost poo-pooed the idea. I was, no, that's not for me, mainly because I'm not a natural athlete. I've always been overweight. I'm asthmatic. Um, so this idea of going to trek um, wasn't something that I would ever imagine myself doing. When they returned, they told me about what a fantastic time they'd had and how rewarding it had been. So their next trip was to Peru. And I remember I was um, in a pub and I was telling someone that I, I intended to go and they'd said to me, you'll never do it. You'll never do it. You'll never trek the Inca Trail. It is so hard to do. And that had set off the same rebellion attitude and um, strong mindedness that I have at times. And, and I thought, right, I'm going to show you if I can do this. And when I told people what I intended to do, the support from the clients was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I lost weight, I reduced um, my drinking, I lost two stone, I got fit. And not only did I do the Inca Trail, I did it fairly easily. It, it was very difficult, um, but I, re I recall at that time, the trip raised six and a half thousand pounds for the Children's Society. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah so it was amazing. gave you the taste because you've done a lot of treks now, haven't you? Yeah, I've completed, I think it's 20 now. Wow. I'm in the process, yes, of planning um, another trek. Mm -hmm. um, I have previously done the Himalayas three times. I've trekked the Vietnam. Sri Lanka, the New York Marathon, I learnt how to sail, wow. Jordan, Great Glen, just to name a few. <laughs> so, so that's that's so amazing. Please. And and alongside of this, um, you run community events, don't you? Things like quiz nights, bingo nights, that sort of thing. And that raises money for local charities. And how do you feel that that supports your business? Oh, I feel that to when you are a successful business and you have been around a long time, um, like myself, you can become a bit stale, a bit, um, how can I put it? Well, I think it's important for your clients to see you give back to your yeah. community. No, that's true. Very true. And yeah, they, they, they need to see that you're not just a business person, yeah. but you have other yeah. aspects in the character, in your, you know, in your makeup. Uh, for me, that's been important because I, I recognise I've been in business quite young. I've been successful. Part of that I put down to the fact that my parents had been in business. Mm. 
What do your parents um, do? Well, my parents ran an off-license, a restaurant, building. They had rental property. They did a whole variety of different things. So almost for me to go into that type of lifestyle was my normal way it's of in being. your blood, isn't However, it? Mm. Yeah, it was in my blood. Yeah. However, they were not very charitable people. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I feel that that kind of aspect has been my real, yeah. um, my real achievement, to be honest. So yeah. I, I'm always grateful to win a business award. Of course I am. But when I went to Buckingham Palace mm. and I chatted to Princess Anne about the altitude um in the Himalayas and she was asking me you know how did you find sleeping at minus 20 in a in your tent you know That's and amazing. she she yeah she was genuinely interested you know and and that to me has been my real success yeah and when I see how the clients react to my fundraising evenings I mean um we have just announced another quiz night today. I have sold 10 teams already in one wow. afternoon, straight Amazing. away. Yeah, we do open evenings in the salon. I use it as part of my marketing strategy. Mm. Um, but it's so much more than that because yeah. it uh, raises awareness for the charities. It motivates people. Um, some of my clients have done their own fundraising and trekking since they've seen me do it because they've taken the attitude well if you can do it I can do it you're just you know ordinary person in the street as well I think that's what makes you so inspiring and I mean the trip to Buckingham Palace came around you, you won a mayor's award which is quite a coveted yeah. award which is not one you yes. apply for you get selected for that um in your local area yes, correct yeah um which is amazing really and that must have been you know a really touching moment when you got that award yeah it was very touching um because it was unexpected because i'd been quite happily getting on with my fundraising mm. and i hadn't really had much exposure um i'd never really put myself in the paper i've only recently had a Facebook you know, page or an up-to-date website in the last, I think, six years. Um, so the, the recognition has come late, mm. but it, it has been really important to me because it gave me a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you started um, applying for business awards, what, back in 2016. And What's kept you going, reapplying each year, being chosen as a finalist, but not the winner? How, how have you decided, well, do you know what? I'm just going to keep reapplying. What's the thought process behind that? Um, well, I think to even make a finalist is, you know, that is a huge achievement. It is. And I'm lo I love the fact yeah. that you say that because it is such a massive achievement and it's so underplayed by so many people. Yes, yes, I, I think it can be. Um, and, you know, I knew that one day I'd have my turn. It was just a matter of being patient, um, reviewing the way I was writing my application, seeing, you know, what else, what the other competition was like almost, and mm. just having a bit of self-belief. Mm, um, so after my win, um, 
in 2019 um, at the Tower Hotel in London. I mean, that was a wonderful evening with, you know, 450 people in attendance, you know, fantastic business women and, you know, a lovely evening. And when I heard the description of the, the announcement was about me, I, I didn't believe it was me because I am very deluded about my age. And I thought, oh, they're talking about someone much older than me. It can't be me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's always funny, isn't it, when you hear uh, me? You know, that, yeah, talking about you. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's just great. And I, I felt elated. Mm. Um, and I ordered another copy of my glass trophy and I've put it in my bedroom Aww. so in the morning <laughs> I can look at that glass trophy and I can think on a bad day you know when because everybody has that day where staff don't turn up your order hasn't come in you know there's no end of things that can go wrong <laughs> yeah. in running a small business and you know especially you know, women with children, families, you know, there's all them external problems and factors do play a part in how you were on that day. So for me to get up and look at my trophy and I just say, you go, girl, you did that. Well, done. and I just sort of yeah. remind, remind myself every now and again. So if I have a bit of a rubbish day, I say, oh, come on, you're the girl that trekked the Himalayas. What's the yeah. matter with you? <laughs> yeah, you can run a salon in Luton if you can trick the, trek the Himalayas. Um, so yeah. in terms of um, recent awards, I heard a little voice the other day tell me that Lucia has been chosen as part of the F Entrepreneur this year. So... You've got that. It starts off your 2022. Wow, yeah. Top 100. Yeah. What, what a, I what mean, a wonderful great. start to the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this to me now, this has been the um, the icing on the cake, so to speak. Um, that If I don't get another award or finalist again, yeah. um, I can say that I ended it on a high note. I felt really honoured, really um oh just delighted yeah to be yeah. um not just for myself but to be included with a um a group of women who are so inspirational who have done things um outside of everyday life um and i look forward to meeting them and getting to know them and hearing their stories yeah an amazing opportunity as well to go to the house of lords in march yeah. and have that celebration and it is a pinnacle I think it's a pinnacle moment and are you planning to enter any more yes, awards over the next year or yes, so I'm, yes yes no no absolutely I'm going to continue you know if I'd be grateful to make finals in one or two categories um I do it mainly because well not so much for me but I feel that it's important for my clients to see mm -hmm. Um, that we are still trying yeah and that you know it's ability isn't it it's still important yeah definitely yeah. um yeah definitely and I, and I enjoy a good night out <laughs> it's the italian in you <laughs> yeah. 
So we always like to sort of close off our podcasts with business tips because we've had some amazing female and male entrepreneurs on the Business Awards show. And you, everybody has really like their own little secrets that are really useful. So is there anything, one or two things that you think have got you through the last 30 years in business? I'd say reinvention. Mm. Every few years, I have changed the image of the salon okay. to update it. Mm-hmm. So I've changed the interior, I've changed the branding, you know, I've changed the logo slightly to give it a fresh look. A fresh look. Um, I annually review the handbook, the operations. Um, I'm currently reviewing. Um, how the girls do the cleaning rotor, which, you know, sounds as quite basic, but it's just a way of like, what can we do different? What can we do better? A friend of mine worked for River Island many for many years, which is still a, a family run business. And one of their, the old bosses who was in his seventies always said, every day is a new day in business. Every day is fresh eyes. Every day is a new, a new idea, a new beginning. And I really love that way of thinking. Um, but keep reinventing, keep retraining. I'm, I'm, planning, I'm going back to L'Oreal in the summer. I'm doing some retraining. I go every two years just to keep um, you know, up to date, really. And just have resilience, really. Just carry on. Because you know, if you go through a bad phase, and I have had bad phases I've had a hand surgery I had a fire at the salon you know I've had personal problems in my life but the thing that's always pulled me through is the fact that the business is constant yeah that it needs it you have to be there and you know that's been great for me um yeah so just keep going and it has been for your industry such a tough two years there's no denying Hair and beauty has been terribly affected by the pandemic. Terribly affected, yes. But you yes. have come through it and you're still here and you're still fighting. Yes, well, yeah, absolutely. We just, when we came back um, last year after lockdown one, I just started a loyalty card scheme, rewards, giving clients gifts, um, doing targeted marketing. You know, I just pulled every trick out of the bag so to speak just to pull it back together a bit and it's worked yeah yeah and that's why you are one of the best business women in the uk so yeah yeah. tenacity counts and i think tenacity does count is the thing we have to be tenacious we have to be resilient and above all else i think you know we have to be inventive and creative to keep these things going forwards any treks on the plan for this year yes i'm um, back in training i'm planning a shorter trek with a girl that i trekked iceland with um it's got to be 20 years ago we trekked iceland together it was one of the hardest treks i've ever done in my life and we had to be rescued and I felt like Ernest Shackleton. I thought <laughs> I could do a whole podcast just on my travels around the world and my crazy experiences. Um, so because we're older, we've decided that we would do something 
slightly shorter, less strenuous, and perhaps only a few nights of wild camping mm. compared to our usual two to three weeks. Oh, wow. That is tough going. Yeah. And your treks yeah. and all your charity work, I mean, you've raised well over £100,000, haven't you? Over yes, the years. Yes. I mean, that is just incredible amount of money. And uh, yeah, I just uh, I just can't believe that now. It's because it, um, you know, it goes up really quickly. People yeah. are so generous. We did the quiz um, in October last year. Yeah, it was last year. And that night raised three and a half thousand. And I, I was just, people were just so generous. And um, some of the money went to Rotary International because I'm a member of that in Hitchin. Mm -hmm. And that purchased three shelter boxes. Oh, that's you know? amazing. So, you know, it's just great. But, you know, people are, are they're just generous and they, you know, they, they support causes and they want a night out and they want a good night out and they want to have fun. Oh, that's amazing. It's lovely. I could talk to you all night. It's so interesting what you've been yeah. through. Like you said, maybe there is a podcast there for you all about your treks and uh, your charity challenges. And I think you're an inspirational woman, Lucia. Anybody listening to this should feel totally inspired to get out there, get your business, fundraising, get your business moving forwards. And um, you too could win an award. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. The, the gain of fundraising, uh, whilst it is extra work, um, it is definitely a, an asset to any business. Definitely, 100%. And I know that through yeah. our business and, you know, we raise money each year at the awards for charity and other things that I've done. And, you know, actually, it doesn't take that much work and effort to actually put something together and get people involved. And I think, you know, it's like you said, if your clients see you doing it, hopefully they'll do something similar. And if we all pull together, then it makes yeah. the world a better place for everybody. Well, thank absolutely. you for joining me today. It's been absolutely amazing chatting with you and listening to you and all about your trekking and fundraising and your wonderful salon in Luton. And um, we wish you well. And let's, fingers crossed, more awards are coming your way. And we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. I'm sure they will be. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lucia. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.